Okay, bows and bow ties. So look, I know this isn't favorable. I'm running this through my phone because this is just where I'm at with it. Okay, so you guys saw the title. Um, I think, what did I call this? Claiming an American Identity, Bo's Perspective or something like that. So let me just say this. I just wrote down a few things because that's just where I'm at with it tonight. So um, let me just start off by saying... I identify as a Black person in America. I also identify as African-American. So that in itself, I think people have mixed emotions, split um, ideas about what that means, what we should or should not identify. And so what I'm going to do is just give you my ideas. I wrote down what did I write down? I think I wrote like 10 points out. So let me just say this. I have lived around the world. Okay. I have not lived in Asia. I've been to Asia. I've been to uh, Japan. I've been to China. I've been to Thailand and really only like a day, day and a half in Singapore. So I don't know if that really counts, but I guess it counts for something. I have lived overseas for almost three and a half years. So I lived in Turkey when I spent time um, as an Air Force officer. And then I spent, yeah, I spent about 15 months or so in Turkey. And I've spent about two years in Europe. I lived in Germany. I have visited many places around the world. And let me just say this. Every time I have left the country. I'm so sorry, by the way, that I'm like in my car. Um, the lighting is not the best, but um, this is the only time I can really do this live. I can say that every time I have returned back from any sort of excursion overseas, for me personally, there's nothing like feeling home. There's nothing like when I land back in the United States or when I return back to the United States. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. Um, for the person who just joined, um, I basically just said that I identify as a Black person, also known as an African-American. And I talked about how um, I have lived around the world. I've lived overseas. I've been to many, many countries. I've traveled um one of the things I said was I've visited several countries in Asia. I've lived in Turkey when I spent some time in the military. Um, I also lived in Germany. So I've traveled all around Europe. So I'm going to give you my reasons why I claim in American identity. Okay, so one of the reasons I claimed my Americanness, besides the fact that it's my passport, right? Now, let me just say this. There's a lot of people who look like me who don't like claiming being American or there's like, well, my people were taking, and all those things are true, right? Um, but this is the thing. I feel like uh, America looks like all types of people. Now, I am aware that um, this land has been colonized and there the indigenous peoples, the Native Americans have been displaced. They have been 
Um, there's been a former genocide committed on them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But I'm talking about the America today. So America looks like all kinds of people. All right. So a lot of times there are people who might want to take ownership of America, people who don't like me. But the fact of the matter is America looks like all kinds of people. Okay. So I just wanted to start with that. I think the United States is a very diverse population at this point. Most countries cannot boast this level of diversity um, here in the United States. Okay. So I just want to start off with that. I'm going to move on to my next point. Um, as a black person or an African-American person, I feel like um, my ancestry helped to build this country. Okay. So um, people who look like me, who were enslaved, who were brought over, you know, like chattel slaves, um, we have built infrastructure. We have contributed to the arts. We've contributed to music. We've We've contributed to a lot. We've established like a whole new culture here. We've contributed to to literature. We've done much to help define what the United States look like. Black people have done a lot to make it so that um, other people who did not look like me could come here and participate in, and I say this with earmarks, the American dream. But I feel like um, I claim to be an American um, I claim that as my identity because this is what I know. And my my family also helped to build this country. Um, as someone whose family who helped build this country, we, you know, we fought for our rights to be here. Now I'm talking about this new America. This new America. Okay. So we fought for our right to vote. We vote for our right to be considered a full human. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, cause, you know, at one point we weren't even considered fully human. I think we were considered three quarters of a person. We fought for so much, right? So I feel like the people who came before me, albeit we've got all kinds of issues and we, we can debate all kinds of things about um, people who, who, uh, uh, who are looking for white approval, the fact of the matter is there are people who fought for key rights for me, okay? So I, I look at how people fought for me to be treated equally, uh, the people who treat who fought for me to have all kinds of civil rights. And, you know, when I look at, you know, what's happening around the world, I mean, look at what's happening in Sudan right now. There are people who don't even have certain human rights all around this world, and I'm, I don't claim for the United States to be a perfect country, but let me tell you something. The one thing is we'll start barking and chirping around here. And I'm talking about all peoples here. When you look at what's happening in Israel and Palestine, um, you look at what's happening in Sudan. I mean, that's not being publicized as much right now. Um, there's a lot going on in Africa. People aren't even being considered fully human. They don't have human rights. They don't have civil rights. They, they have no rights. It's like the, the base form of humanity comes out. I know when I get off a plane, when I go visit around the world and I, there's nothing like landing back here because the fact of the matter is this is where my ties are. I know that I can still have free speech and speak with a level of disdain and generally don't have to worry about being beheaded. I don't have to wor worry about Sharia law. You know, I think about what happened to Afghanistan um, pre 
or is it Iran? I'm I'm mixing my countries. Forgive me. I'm looking at what happened pre-1980. Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm on podcast with new episodes every Monday. It's in 1980. And look at what it looks like today. I don't have to be forced into marriage. I, I can get an education and I can own land and I can do all these things. And I'm not saying that America is perfect, but there's a lot of opportunity that I can have here that I wouldn't get in other locations. Um, when I think of being in the United States, when I think about being American, I think about having free speech. I think about how there is a capitalist mindset here. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that capitalism is great, that it's not great, it's not anything. But, you know, people get to engage in certain, they get to create their own path. Generally speaking, there's exceptions to every rule, and I'm not here to sit here and point out all the exceptions. Um, But I think that here, I can choose to worship what, what, what I want. I can believe in what I want here. In most places, you are told what to believe. And there's consequences if you don't follow in line. But I can believe in, you know, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people who say like, oh, you're believing in that white man's religion. I'm like, uh, Christianity literally started way over in like the Middle East and Africa. Like, <laughs> it did not start, you know, like here. But um, I, I'm in love with my perceived freedom. These are one of the reasons why I claim an American identity. And a lot of people around the world will try to make it seem like being American is a dirty word, and I get it. But the fact of the matter is, that's where I'm at with it. You know, one another one of the reasons why I claim an American identity is because, you know, we get to rep being American. Look, you got people right now who are living in Russian spaces, and they can't even rep their own flag. You know, that flag is considered uh, the, 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 like a dirty, uh, it's like dirty, like the Russia is considered like a dirty word right now. Same as uh, Belarus. So whenever you want to compete internationally, you got to compete as an individual. You don't get to claim your, 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 your nation. You don't get to claim the community you're part of. I get to claim the United States. Look, you can't sit there and tell me people who go to the Olympics aren't happy to, you know, have the flag of the United States behind them when they hear the Star Spangled Banner. You can't tell me when people are competing for a world championship or Miss uh, Universe or having accolades or Nobel Peace Prizes or whatever, that that's not something like a source of pride. 
Now, let me just say this. People may say I'm brainwashed or whatever. That's fine. I am not going to sit here and say that the United States is perfect. But this is the country I live in. Um, the fact of the matter is I joined the military. Now, granted, I'm not really big into fighting or anything like that, but there still is a level of pride of women living here. Um, I'm going to talk about one of the reasons why I still claim an, uh, an, uh, an American identity. Now, this is going to be in relation to the diaspora, okay? Um, much of the reason why I claim to have um, an African lineage, um, I have African DNA, but let's be clear, I don't think, generally speaking, most Black people here in America that are African-American, those who have, um, I would say, who are from, who descends from slaves, we are not considered, uh, what do I want to use? We have, we are disconnected, okay? So what I'm finding, I have a couple of notes here. What I am finding is that we share the DNA, we share the roots, but we are culturally different, Okay, we don't have a connection, and many of the peoples who come from the continent are not interested in uh, embracing those who are descendants of slaves with open arms. You don't see the Nigerians say, "Hey, let me teach you how to make jollof rice." You don't see the Ghanaians and 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 those who are from Gabon or Benin and Togo or wherever embracing Black Americans. You don't see that from those who are Ethiopian and, and, and um, um, Somali, um, right? Um, if anything, they want to separate themselves further from Black Americans. So there's no reason for me to claim like this affinity for the continent, right? Not that I'm anti-Africa or anything like that, but the fact of the matter is many of them don't consider us Black Americans to be part of the family. Do you see what I mean? Um, we're just culturally di different. We are not welcomed in those spaces. So, for example, you know what I noticed? Like, for example, Black people will welcome other people in spaces. Think about what we have on reality TV. I haven't been watching it, but I've heard some of the commentary. They've got, like, this Black... They have the, uh, the uh, Real Housewives of Potomac show. And typically, the, the, these reality shows are more for Black women in America, but we've welcomed supposedly, <laughs> Nigerians to the show. The point I'm making is I don't feel culturally connected to any of these other Black nations, Black nation states, because I'm not welcomed in those cultures, right? Pete, nicely, have you traveled to the African continent? That is one of my next goals. I'm not sure if you heard the beginning. I said that I've been all around the world. Well, not all around the world. One of the places I would really, really like to go. Um, let me see if I can bring this up. Sorry. One of the places that I would like to go, I really want to hit Tanzania. I would love to hit South Africa. Um, I want to hit um, really the West Coast. It's not that I don't want to go to the East Coast, but... I don't know why, like that Western coast just looks so like exotic and, and like amazing. But um, I, I'm going to take a sidebar for a second. I remember when I was playing tennis, I was talking to one of the tennis pros. He was Nigerian. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I have not been to the continent. And I kind of was getting like this itch. I wanted to go to Nigeria. 
he was like, you better find a Nigerian. And I'm like, why? And he went on and on and on and told me that I might be, you know, I'm just going to say assaulted. And because I'm not authentically Nigerian or whatever, you know, basically scammed. So this is a Nigerian guy telling me all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wait, I just want to go visit Nigeria. I remember there was this one girl I was playing. Um, she was a tennis partner of mine several years ago. And I cannot remember where she was. I can't remember if she said she was from Kenya or it wasn't Zimbabwe. It wasn't, it wasn't the East Coast of Africa. And I remember I was talking to her and we were in the same room. She's really nice. And she made the comment to me about how they're taught that like all black people over here, like the men are like drug dealers and thieves and all, all this other crazy talk. And I'm listening to this, this woman say these things and I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, like you're literally saying this. Hi, Pete, nicely. I was just wondering because you claim that those Africans are not welcoming. I have seen African-American go there and have reported that they have been welcomed with open arms by natives. I believe you 100%. But I'm just telling you what my my um, experiences are. I believe you 100%. 100%. Um, when I was in college, I've had some run-ins. <laughs> One was Nigerian. The other guy was not Nigerian. I cannot remember. I you know how you can see somebody's face? I can't remember his name, but he, he wasn't Nigerian. So I had these run-ins and they would say things like, so I, I'll give you an example of what happened. I was in a student union. I was in a student union and we were studying this guy. He was a handsome guy, by the way. He, um, he was Nigerian, tall, you know, he was built and everything. Eye candy. Anyway, but we were studying at different tables. Nice guy. And I remember we were both walking out and I didn't realize, I, I did not realize he was walking with me. I was walking out and we got him to walk out. I just didn't make the, I didn't even realize. I mean, I don't know. I just wasn't aware of my space. And on the way out, he started fussing at me because I didn't realize he wanted to go hold the door for me. Now, had I realized he was there, I mean, of course, you know, because I'm all into chivalry, chivalry and everything. But he got upset because I didn't, ask him to hold the door for me but i didn't realize we were walking out going like i was just walking i didn't realize he was next to me it was a whole situation anyway he bombed me out oh you american women that's why i could never be with a man i'm like i, I just was just trying to walk out of the studio and <laughs> didn't even know you were there there was the one guy um he was an assistant track coach i believe he was an assistant he was like a grad student he was now he was from I want to say Zimbabwe. I don't know. Anyway, he used to say some crazy stuff. So anyway, when you kind of get these repeated like interactions and now, do I believe all people from the, the continent are like this? No, but I shouldn't have to qualify, right? Where I'm going with this is, you know, I've had many conversations with different people, um, whether it was from um, Ghana or all those places like that. Like a lot of people, We'll, we'll talk bad about Americans. And look, Black Americans, we've had our fair share of saying some really trifling things too. But the point I'm making is we were the ones who were cast off. We were the ones who, who were, not me personally, but our descendants were sold off as um, chattel slaves. And so you would think that there would be like a different form of reparation where, we, where there would be like a reclaiming of the people, right? To say, hey, wait a minute, we got to start all over. We've got our people who are displaced 
We got to teach them the culture. Let's bring them back into the culture. But right now, it's not welcoming. You got a bunch of people who come over and they judge, right? I'm like, wait a minute, you're sending your best over. You're not sending, you know, like, like boo-boo the fool over. You're sending the people who have access to wealth or an opportunity over, who've studied really hard. You're not sending your worst over, right? So when they say, well, we come over, we do these things, I'm like, you're not sending the average person over. Similarly, like when we go over to these other countries, it's not like we're sending Day Day and Pookie and Ray Ray, right? We're not sending them over. Anyway, where I'm going with this is the reason why I claim this American identity is simply because what else am I going to claim? I can't claim Nigerian, right? I don't know the ways of Nigerian culture and customs, traditions. I don't have that accent. You know, it's not like they're welcoming me into the community. If anything, I feel like I'm getting that high when approach like the stiff hand, right? So that's the reason why I claim to be American. You know, Black Americans, um, those of African descent, we were forced to create this new culture. And I recognize that I'm not being invited to the Nigerian picnics, the Benin and Togo picnics, the Cote d'Ivoire picnics, the uh, 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 I'm having a Niger picnic. You see where I'm going with that, right? I'm not being invited to those picnics. I'm not being invited to the South African picnics or the Zimbabwean picnics or the Kenyan picnics. Definitely not being invited to Northern African picnics, Sierra Leone, well, it's not quite Northern, but like, you know, Moroccan, the Egyptian, uh, you see where I'm going? I'm not being invited to those picnics. They don't even like Blacks, many of them, right? They're like, we are not Black. We're Arab, whatever. I'm like, Arab is not a race, but whatever. So anyway, that's why why I claim my being an American. I don't have a problem with saying I'm African-American. A lot of Afri- those from Africa say you're not African-American. Okay, whatever. But the point is, what am I going to claim? We've had a whole culture and history that has been taken to us, taken away from us. The language has been taken from us, right? So what am I supposed to claim? Anyway, let me move on. I think... One of the things that we don't speak about enough is the continent is so diverse. And if you talk to or or if you listen to scientists, they talk about how African, the continent of Africa, the DNA is so diverse anyway, just from being there anyway. I mean, just look at that vast continent and how the people look so different from Northern Africa to the uh, Northwestern side. And I'm like, I'm impressed with how tall the people are. And like, was it Chad and Dan and stuff like that? Like, they look completely different. Like, like the cheekbones are cheekboning. It's amazing. And then you've got the Western side, right? You got those are from Somalia and, and Ethiopia, they have a particular look, right? They have an aesthetic and, you know, they do everything they can to get away from blackness. And then you've got like, in my opinion, when I think of Africa, and I know this is should not represent Africa, but when I think of Africa, when I think of African peoples, I think of like these strong, proud people. I think of Nigeria. I think of, of um, you don't really see too much of Nigeria, even though they're really probably like cousins, um, but there's all these tribal differences. But like you've got you've got um, the whole you know I'm having to draw a blank, but you've got the whole eastern portion when you got like 
I, I keep saying Benin and Togo, but like all that area, right? They look so different. And you have South Africa and um, the, the western portion of Tanzania and um, having a moment here. <laughs> I should know my um, geography better. But there's so much of, of this so different and eclectic. What am I supposed to claim? What I do know is I have an American culture and Black people here are creating their own identity because we've been robbed of our history, of our language, of our culture. And we're not being welcomed into these other cultures, right? At least not in mass. So yeah, you may have a few people who actually end up going there. But at the end of the day, those who arrive here, they make it very clear, you are not us. I'm like, all right, got it, got it. I won't claim it either, you know. So anyway, um, I would say this. Black Americans, we've had to adapt over the last four or 500 years to this new life. Even our DNA has changed. I saw something online where there was a woman from, where was she? I can't, I can't remember. It was like her cheekbones because the cheekbones were cheek. And I was just like, can I get some of those? But she, the, the guy had a microphone and he asked her, he was like, well, what do you think about Black Americans? You know what she said? Mixed race. I was like, who's mixed? And then I was like, okay, now wait a second. Mixed race over there means something than mixed race here. Right? I was like, okay. Her perspective, right? It's all about perspective. Now, to us, and even though we know that Black people are not a monolith, but, like, my concept of mixed race is, like, maybe biracial. Or maybe when you have one parent who has two races and another parent who's predominantly one race or something along those lines. And and I don't know. I, I don't like to get too caught up in percentages because I, I don't have a clean-cut answer. But to me, I would not consider myself mixed race. But this woman was like, they're mixed race. They're not us. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I had to pause. I'm like, who's Max Ray? <laughs> but it's amazing how, what the perception is, she made it clear, like, they're not us. I don't think she was hateful or anything like that, but she was just like, they're not us. And he asked some other people, and somebody else mentioned something like mixed race. Um, other people were just kind of like, I don't know. I guess they're okay. They were just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's those people over there. <laughs> Sorry, I got the hiccups. But we've had to create our own culture. We had to create our own identity because we've been robbed of it. We're not being welcomed into these other communities, right? They're not trying to teach us how to make the rice jala. So what we've done also, and I'm proud of, not all parts, but I'm proud of that, you know, Black culture, African-American culture, well, we've created this, this, this phenomenon that is really worldwide. Now, I don't like all parts of what's been proliferated worldwide, let's be clear, but we've created this worldwide something, <laughs> identity, not all good, um, and there's something to be said for that. You know, I wish we could weed out the, the bad parts, but who am I to say what's bad? I'm, I'm, I know I'm pretty biased. Um, but ultimately, we had to adapt to this new life, this new, this new thing, this new culture. Look, I'm getting ready to say something that's going to trigger some people. This, 
Now, don't look at mine because my situation is messed up. You see my braids? I like them big because I like having edges. Um, I noticed that when we braid, I like the way we braid here in the United States better than over the continent. Most of the people over on the continent have no edges. I'm like, what is happening with the edges situation? Now, you passed on the braiding, but how come y'all don't have any edges? I think we do better hair over here. I'm just saying. Now, I know this is a trigger, but I mean, that's just, I think that's written in our DNA, though. I think, I think it was like, if you want to be black, you have to have this stamped in your DNA that you have to know how to braid or something. Now, I say that tongue in cheek, but you know, like, there's just certain things that I like that we took and we, we evolved. We know how to do the heck out of some wigs. Now, I don't wear wigs because it's too hot and I'm not into that, you know, but we can wig it out. I like how we create style and culture and everything like that. And of course, a lot of it, if you think about it, it was rooted in, in, in our, uh, in my opinion, our history from the African ways. I did a research on twerking. I didn't know that that actually originated from Africa. I was like, I'm so ignorant. <laughs> but like our, our dances or our rhythm and stuff like that, a lot of that came from the continent. And this, this flair that we have for things. Well, if you look at the continent, like it's so vivid, it's so colorful and vast and, and exotic. And this is a total sidebar. Even the freaking animals have a freaking just like animaling, like the freaking, the animals are outrageous. You know how many times I watch these lion videos? Like there's no other place like the freaking Serengeti or whatever, like, the cats are catting. Like, God made these freaking lions. Like, these things are, like, incredible. Like, like the, the whole circle of life. I mean, like, you look at what happens in Egypt and in, in these pyramids, and it seems like it's just, it's unbelievable. And yet, I don't identify, because it's not my culture. We've had to create our own culture. I had to create my own American culture. I'm an American black person. It's true. And, you know, I will say, like, as much as going on with the blackity black blacks here in the United States, I feel like, you know what's interesting? I feel like, I'm getting ready to say it out loud. Believe it or not, I think we're probably more comfortable with our blackness than a lot of people who are from the continent. Because as soon as I've seen people get here, I'm like, a whole transformation. And I'm like, do you know how amazing your whole situation is? But they, I find that many of the blacks who come from the continent try to low-key, real talk, be more like American blacks. I mean, they'll talk bad about us. But at the end of the day, their style changes, the way they do their hair changes, even the way they do their makeup. Makeup. You know, so they try to be more Americanized. I noticed, I'm just calling the thing a thing. And I see it around the world. I'm just saying, we've created this, this culture because we've been forced to create a culture for ourselves because we were not accepted anywhere else. We, don't, we can't pass as white, at least not most of us. I don't know what white culture is. I know what being American is. I do claim to be American. And if people say, like, how could you? I'm like, well, what should I claim? You tell me what should I claim. 
I know I can't just go go there. I got to get a freaking visa for every single country over there. That's a whole situation and take 500 shots to be cleared. I'm like, where should I go? What, which, which culture or which nationality, what should I claim? And will they accept me? There's a difference between arriving someplace and being a tourist and, and spending your dollars. Let's be clear. Versus being welcome in the community. And so oftentimes people want to like mention like these onesies and twosies, which is merely anecdotal, right? And if we have to point out the exceptions, all you're doing is proving the rule, right? So yes, I claim to be an American. I claim to be a Black American, African American, even though that name may change. Who knows? 50 years, it might be called something else. I don't have a problem with it. America is my home. The United States is my home, and it is flawed. It, this is a flawed country like every other country, but it is my country. I'll say this one. I'll say this. I don't see what experiences that Black Americans have that are shared with those who are from the continent. What experiences do we have? So I want you to think about it. If you're living in Nigeria or someplace like that, They don't experience racism. Maybe they experience colorism, but they don't experience racism. Here, we experience racism. I would say maybe a place like South Africa, who who have suffered um, from apartheid, okay, that might be comparable, right? Because we had Jim Crow, which is like a form of apartheid, right? We had Jim Crow. But I don't know what shared experiences I have with those who are from the continent. None. Because their experience, if they grew up on the continent, they didn't have racial experiences. There's just certain things they didn't have. They did not have that. And so what happens is when they come here and they don't have that perspective and they don't take the film off the lens... What they have is, how come you didn't just get your education? Well, I have my education, but like, how come you didn't just do this? Just build. And they don't realize that, you know what? You know how many times African-Americans or Black people have built in this country to have them create the Highway Act of, what was it, 1960-something? I can't even remember. And they built highways through the communities. And then they built like these wonderful financial institutions. And then Black Wall Street was destroyed multiple times. Like, Like these Black communities were destroyed. And gentrification and the housing act of whatever it was, basically redlining. Okay. They they didn't experience those things. They just say, why can't you just, do you know how many times that's happened now? I'm not saying we should be a victim because I do think that black Americans here oftentimes practice and suffer from learned helplessness, but they'll say these things and they have no concept of the history, right? They don't recognize that like, there are people who continue to benefit from slavery. Think about the uh, the pharmaceutical, uh, the the, the um, like your CVS and stuff like that. They used to insure slaves. So all of these families who I think it was CVS and uh, was it Aetna, I think they insured slaves. You know, so all of these now, of course, they they're not insuring slaves anymore. But like these are huge companies, and there's there's families who benefit from that. African Americans don't get that. 
So anyway, the point I'm making is those are coming from the continent. What shared experiences do we have? They, if they're over in their in their home country, they are represented on television or they are given opportunities. Now, I'm not saying that they don't suffer from tribal warism and, and classism and, and corruption, because I think most of Africa basically is is bent over, clutching their ankles, no Vaseline and everything, right? I didn't I just hear like Kenya just sold like 14 of his counties off to like China or someplace. I've got I've, I, like, how do you have a, comp, a whole continent that doesn't even own their land? Like everybody else is just just getting off on their land. They're siphoning from them. You know, so we don't have a shared experience. At least they had a home, but then they just gave up everything. That we have no shared experiences. I think that many of them come here and reap the benefit of all the hard work that we put in. Now, I want to see them reap the benefit too. I, when people constantly tell me about how great it is, I'm like, well, why aren't you here? Why aren't you rebuilding, reconstituting back at home? Why aren't you forcing out governments who are siphoning from you? At least Niger tried. They're like, okay, France, you got to go. We're not giving you any more of our, what is it? Uh, I don't know. It was palladium. What was it? Plutonium, uranium. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, but I, I'm not an economist, right? We don't have any shared experiences. The experience I have is being American. That's what I have. At the end of the day, I can wake up and say, I believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. It's the reason why I sing. You know, I can I can do those things and I can go to school and I can own land. I can choose to be married and not be married. Yes, I'm married. I have four children and a diva cat. Um, I can do those things. And yes, you can do those things in some of these um, African um, places, but like, I don't think it comes easy. I don't have any shared experiences, which means it's hard for me to form a, this is start from a woman's standpoint, forming a sisterhood with black women from the continent. Think about that. In order to have a sisterhood, you have to be part of a community with shared experiences, right? Now, those who are here, who are now made aware, like, you know, you're black, right? Because when you're living at home, you don't think about the black. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But if you're around a bunch of people who look like you, you don't think about their blackness until you are, until you leave that. Where I'm going with that is, I don't have shared experiences with those from the continent, other than the fact that when they come here, they are now told, like, Nigerian, great. But you're still a blackity black, black, right? I don't have any shared experiences with them. What I do know is I grew up in America. I identify with being American. It is a flawed country. But where am I supposed to go? They say, how can you, how can you say that? I'm like, you tell me where I'm supposed to go and where am I going to be accepted? I can't even get people here to teach me how to make the jollof rice. I have had a couple people try to scam me. Luckily, I was like, get out of here. And like, I'm like, what is that? We're supposed to be supposedly the same people. Why are you trying to scam me, dude? Don't even get me started on that. I'm like, mm. Crazy. Anyway, 
So this is the thing. I claim an American identity because this is where I grew up. This is where my known lineage, you know, comes from. Um, I know I have an African ancestry. But at the end of the day, I call a thing a thing. All right. Let me know your thoughts and don't get mad at me. I'm I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. And don't forget to subscribe. 